That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello everybody, I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us. Well, on this fine Monday, we have a lot to talk about, and we're going to be talking with Julie Kelly, investigative reporter at realinvestigations.com. She is the best in the business as far as I'm concerned. In fact, McConnell, Mitch McConnell, has begun the week by calling for a strike against Iran. And Biden is urging a border deal, as Johnson calls the plan, dead on arrival, Biden is urging that the Republicans accept a border deal that would permit 1.8 million illegal immigrants into the country each and every year. It is sheer madness, and James Langford, senator from Oklahoma, is demanding that the Republicans sign on to the amnesty program. In point of fact, the state of Oklahoma is signing off on Senator Langford. That is at least the Republican conference, which is censoring him. And Republicans are releasing articles of impeachment against the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. So the impeachment of the Biden administration is moving apace. And now we bring in Julie Kelly, as I said, of Real Clear Investigations, a great investigative reporter and a great American. Julie, great to have you with us. A lot happening. President Trump denied, again, at the appellate level to move that gag order out. They want to keep it at the appellate level, apparently. These people are sticking together in our judiciary, aren't they? Right. So this is the appeal of Judge Chutkin's broad gag order that she imposed against uh, the president and his legal team and others. She imposed that in August of last year. So, of course, Trump's team appealed that. Uh, it went to um, the a three uh, three judge panel, the appellate court, and the appellate panel, of course. Now, I will say they did strip away quite a bit of Judge Chutkin's gag order. I was actually surprised. 
They did tell her to remove special counsel Jack Smith um, from being criticized by the president, saying he's a public servant, he's a public figure, and he is subjected he to public criticism of his work. So they did gut her gag order quite a bit, but overall they upheld it. This was the three-judge panel. And then what happens, Lou, is then the Trump's team, the appellate, can go back and ask for the entire D.C. Circuit Court to hear the arguments against the gag order. And that's what was denied. So that's really just the next step in the process before Trump's lawyers then can file cert before the Supreme Court and have them take up the issue. So it's more of a procedural issue. I'll tell you, Lou, the D.C. Circuit Court is packed with Obama appointees. Mm -hmm. Really wouldn't have mattered if what they call the en banc, the full court, would have heard this. They're going to uphold Judge Chutkin's order, uh, the framework of it anyway, just as this panel did. So not a huge loss, but it does enable Trump's team now to go to the Supreme Court. Well, at least at least there is a something of a pyrrhic victory in that uh, he can still lambaste uh, the junkyard jackal Jack Smith, the special counsel. Uh, that has to hearten him secretly, if not uh, uh, publicly. Uh, I would think he would feel that way. Uh, where does it, do you really think it goes to the Supreme Court? Do they take the case? You know what, Lou? I don't know. The Supreme Court um, is being inundated, as you know, with Trump cases, 2024 election cases, and other matters dealing with the DOJ's prosecution of January 6th. So they already have quite a few issues on their docket. We know that um, next month they will hear the uh the lawsuit seeking to overturn the Colorado Supreme Court ruling that removed Trump from the ballot. We also know that the Supreme Court has accepted um, hearing the appeal of the 1512C2 obstruction of an official proceeding felony that's been slapped against more than 300 January 6 defendants and represents half of Jack Smith's four count indictment against Trump in Washington. Those oral arguments are expected to be scheduled for either March or April. Um, there are other things. We certainly know the presidential immunity appeal. Um, that was heard by a three-judge panel on January 9th. Uh, we are fully expecting that to end up at the Supreme Court as well. So will they grant cert in this gag order? Um, to, to consider this, I, I don't know. I mean, the Supreme, they can't really, I guess they could take up everything, will they? No, because they're a political body, as we know. So they may just let it stand. I'm not even 100% convinced Trump's lawyers will take this to the Supreme Court because in its current form, yes, it's unfair, but it is uh, workable in terms of criticizing Jack Smith, criticizing the DOJ, um, criticizing the judge, so there are limitations, but nothing that's overly, um, I think, restraining. So what is he uh, left with in terms of uh, uh, being prohibited from speaking? Uh, it's a it, the gag order. It seemed to me was motivated primarily by Chutkin and uh, Jack Smith wanting to preserve their their sensitive little selves from the tongue lashing of Donald Trump. That's true. And that is why it was sort of amusing to see the uh, three judge panel. I, I believe and I'm writing on something now. I, I think they were all 
Democrats, actually. Um, at least two of them were Democrats who expressed skepticism at the breadth, at the at the scope of Judge Chutkin's gag order. And as I said, gutted major parts of it. So he is able to speak. But keep in mind, Lou, you know, all of the proceedings for the January 6th trial in Washington right now are on hold until they can settle the presidential immunity question. Um, so this March 4th trial date is pretty much off the books. And Judge yeah. Chutkin kind of admitted that recently. Um, so it seems like the gag order issue, again, I don't know what Team Trump is going to do, but we can see with Donald Trump's, uh, you know, speeches, uh, he's not feeling too constrained. Um, so I think the gag order is less less of a concern to them now that the appellate panel weighed in. And, and as I said, changed a lot of what Judge Chutkin originally ordered. You know, speaking of uh, gag orders and, and gag orders that don't work, Engeron in the New York uh, State Court, Judge Engeron, Losing control of his court as uh, final arguments are, are, are unfolding. Uh, Donald Trump taking over the courtroom as he's defying the judge's direct order. Uh, he goes after everyone in the room. He does it uh, intelligently. He does it uh, firmly. Uh, and it was just remarkable to see uh, Donald Trump take over that courtroom. And the judge, the judge had no control and had no way in the world in which to deal with it, because every word that, it, that, that I, in my opinion, President Trump uttered was absolutely true. Uh, that's just that was just a remarkable performance. And I would think that would scare the Dickens out of federal judges. Well, look, I think overall, Lou, the American people, especially people on the right, uh, are fully aware of the corruption of the Department of Justice and what they are capable and willing to do to not just take down Trump, his associates like Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro, who were convicted of contempt of Congress, and now 1,200 plus Trump supporters, mostly Trump supporters, who have been raided, arrested, um, charged, and you know taken plea deals or convicted by a DC jury for January 6th. But I think more broadly, Lou, people are waking up to this crisis we have in the judiciary. And these activist judges, whether it's someone like Tanya Chutkin, who is the Obama appointee, or Engeron, or some of these other judges, that we can't trust the judiciary to protect the rights of defendants, especially if his last name is Donald Trump, or tied to Donald Trump, um, and protect the defendants' rights and, and rein in an out-of-control DOJ or state prosecutors to make sure that they are enforcing the laws equally. That is the job of a judge. And I think just overall, this has been a big wake up call for those on the right who still, you know, maybe think that, that the DOJ and these state prosecutors and these judges are acting the way that we expect them to. And that just isn't the case. And so this is just another institutional crisis in America due to the politicization of, uh, of these institutions and the, the judiciary in particular. 
We're talking with the great investigative reporter, Julie Kelly, uh, at uh, Real Clear Investigations, uh, and you uh, you read her all over, and you hear about her here on the uh, Great America podcast a great deal, because we have the highest respect for her and her reporting, and we're going to come back with her. And I think, Julie, I think everybody would like to get a sense uh, of your th- of your thinking right now about that 5-4 decision where Justice Roberts and Justice Amy Coney Barrett decided to go left wing and go against the state of Texas on that uh, border border trial. We're coming right back with Julie Kelly. Stay with us. Lou Dobbs here. I'm delighted to let you all know that the program Lou Dobbs Tonight has returned to the air. That's right. Lou Dobbs Tonight is back. We're live each and every weeknight at 7 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Central on rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. That's rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. I hope you'll be joining us for Lou Dobbs Tonight as our fight to save this country has only begun. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now with Julie Kelly, and I want to ask you about that 5-4 decision. First of all, it was, it was remarkable that they did not have arguments beforehand, uh, that they did not uh, hand down opinions uh, with their ruling, a 5-4 decision. Uh, it, it's stunning because of the magnitude of what they did, inciting uh, with basically the most corrupt presidential uh, regime in American history against uh, a uh, a robust uh, and uh, and resolute state government particularly in the person of uh, governor greg abbott your your thoughts on what what motivated the supreme court in doing this so lou i i have to say i haven't followed this closely i did see the headlines my understanding is that there's Mm -hmm. more to come on this lawsuit Um, But I think it speaks to the frustration uh, that the right feels, especially the MAGA base, that we can't depend on the Supreme Court, certainly not these judges who everyone fought so hard for, including Amy Coney Barrett, to get seated on the Supreme Court, only to be disappointed once again by their decisions. And this goes back to, of course, their failure to address any of the election lawsuits filed in 2020 or 2021. Um, They just don't seem to have the courage to take on these big fights that we need them to and be the stopgap for this lawless regime that is really putting our country in jeopardy. So, 
you know, I, I think that it, it's just one more example of the right being disappointed in these judicial picks. And it's certainly understandable. Yeah, I, I I think my first thought was uh, was uh, that I was going to be, <laughs> I thought I would be disappointed, but I didn't think it would be on uh, anything near this measure. Uh, and so now I'm just outraged. Uh, I am angry. I am furious with the Supreme Court because it has become a joke like every other uh, part of our, our government. Uh, right now, as it stands with that 5-4 decision, the Supreme Court has now aligned itself with the Biden regime, the corrupt Justice Department, uh, the corrupt FBI, the corrupt uh, intelligence community. Uh, I can't find anywhere to turn to to any agency within any department that isn't run by Marxist Dems. Uh, they cited in this decision straightforwardly uh, uh, with the Mexican drug cartels that are killing 100,000, at least 100,000 Americans a year without consequence, without response from the United States. Uh, this is a court that is now, it appears, uh, absolutely a tool of the Marxist Dems. Well, let's hope that they change, change course a little bit as these legal matters related to Trump and January 6th and the 2024 election end up on their docket. Um, we really need the Supreme Court to reverse how the DOJ has been using 1512C2 obstruction of an official proceeding, the post-Enron felony. Um, they really need to reverse that and give the DOJ and all these federal judges a well-deserved overdue smackdown for the weaponization of that evidence tampering law that has turned peaceful protesters into convicted lifetime felons. So we need them to demonstrate some courage on that. We, of course, need them to demonstrate courage on the Colorado Supreme Court issue that will be before them next month and other things, other matters, especially presidential immunity from criminal prosecution. This will be a landmark Supreme Court decision, just like the decision by Obama appointee Judge Chutkin arguing that a president's acts in office can be subject to criminal prosecution. That's a first. So the Supreme Court will have to weigh in on that as well. We will need more courage from them. So let's you know, let's hope that they demonstrate that because these are going to be permanent decisions with a permanent lasting impact on the country. Not the very least of which is will we continue now start the spiral where presidents prosecute their predecessors try to throw them in jail on bogus charges, just like we see in banana republics. Is that the future for this country? That will be a decision made by the Supreme Court. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's it's our present reality. Uh, this is all contemporaneous. Uh, we are watching a, a corrupt federal government. Uh, there is no question whatsoever about who controls the government in every quarter. And that is the Marxist Dems who control the Democrat Party and the deep state. Uh, do I wish that they would grant complete immunity to a sitting president? I don't see any other intelligent answer to the question. Do we want a president not to be immune to prosecution? Uh, I think the answer is absolutely yes. Uh, we're, we're watching a court system, as you said, and, and I think it's fascinating because I hadn't really thought about it the way you expressed it. This court system, the federal court system is inundated, but the D.C. Uh, court system 
is inundated with all sorts of actions uh, from uh, plaintiffs and prosecutors uh, seeking some sort of resolution that all stems from the the anarchy of the 2020 presidential election. Uh, I, but to think that they're the ones who are burdened while the president of the United States has to alternate between going to a campaign rally, uh, going to a, uh, a victory rally in New Hampshire, then a New York court, then a, a Georgia court. Uh, I mean, it's just it's inexplicable that we are demanding this and permitting this uh, interference by the Justice Department and this administration, the Biden administration in the 2024 election. And right now they're getting away with it. Well, they certainly are. And Lou, look, the federal courts in Washington have already drastically changed how we have handled traditionally, say, executive privilege. Judge Chutkin and the appellate court judges have basically eliminated executive privilege protections for a former president. Joe Biden did it. He was the first to refuse to confer executive privilege to his predecessor, the first president in history. The courts have upheld that, forcing Donald Trump to turn over his records to the January 6th Select Committee, forcing him to turn them over, of course, to Special Counsel Jack Smith. Uh, the chief judge of the district court, Beryl Howell, another Obama appointee, took the extraordinary step of piercing attorney-client privilege between a former president and his lawyer, forcing Evan, Evan Corcoran to turn over personal and privileged records to Jack Smith about his communications with Donald Trump in the classified documents case. Um, and furthermore, even more egregiously, Beryl Howell allowed Jack Smith to circumvent the normal process for executive privilege, um, forcing Twitter, issuing a search warrant, forcing Twitter to turn over all of Donald Trump's Twitter records, including DMs, and other private, what would be privileged records, forced Twitter to turn those over to Jack Smith and added a non-disclosure order, preventing Twitter from telling Donald Trump about it. So these are radical changes that have already been made by this court system that people are not paying attention to, but will have dire consequences, uh, it, certainly for the, for the next president, um, you know, it, and certainly for, for Donald Trump right now. We're talking with Julie Kelly, a real clear investigations, a brilliant investigative reporter. And we're going to continue the conversation with her. Where does all of this leave America right now? The American people, the American middle class uh, and future generations, because as she has just said, we're changing the nature of the nation uh, and the future uh, of generations to come. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. 
on Fail Better. David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. We're talking with Julie Kelly, Real Clear Investigations. And I want to take up a couple of things that have happened here of late that are really astonishing to me. Uh, we are now looking at video of a Secret Service uh, vehicle, a Metro Police vehicle, uh, following uh, the January 5th and the dawn of January 6th when a pipe bomb was discovered ostensibly uh, at the DNC and RNC. Video of the RNC uh, and the location of that bomb. It, as you are reporting on this, can you believe we're actually having this discussion about why a vice president showed up, a soon-to-be vice president showed up uh, at the DNC at the precise moment that this mystery, this uh, phenomenal pipe bomb uh, was discovered, but no one seemed in law enforcement to even be in the slightest really concerned about it. You're thinking. So, Lou, you're referring, of course, to the report that was published this week by Darren Beatty at Revolver News. And this is security footage that shows the alleged discovery of this pipe bomb outside the headquarters of the DNC at around 1.10, the afternoon of January 6th. Now, a separate device, we were told, had been already discovered um, right outside of the headquarters of the Republican National Committee. Now, these buildings are near each other, and they're a few blocks away from the U.S. Capitol. So what happened with the pipe bomb is that sort of set off the first wave of panic that day, redirected law enforcement, um, you know, that nearby house office buildings were evacuated. But, Lou, what we didn't know at the time and what the DOJ lied about for over a year and something Kamala Harris herself has never addressed is that the incoming vice president and sitting U.S. senator, by the way, left the Capitol on this momentous day, we're told. At around 1125, she had attended a Senate intelligence briefing. She left instead of staying for these ceremonial procedures um, where she was going to be certified as the first female vice president in U.S. history. Oddly, she left and went to the DNC headquarters where she remained until after the joint session con convened. She never went back and was evacuated after this alleged pipe bomb was found. Well, what this video demonstrates and what Darren Beatty reports very carefully is the odd reaction by both Secret Service and Metropolitan D.C. police who Apparently, they were alerted by this individual in a backpack who we later find out was a, a, a plainclothes Capitol Police officer. But none of it adds up. And of course, Lou, as you know, and your and your listeners know, the pipe bomber has never been identified, let alone arrested. And it seems like the FBI 
you know, occasionally will bring this up, but despite all of their resources that they have, geofence warrants, you know, uh, facial recognition, everything at their disposal that they're using to round up 1,300 plus Americans, they still haven't identified the pipe bomber. So this is just another unanswered question, another mystery, something that just does not add up about January 6th. And so I urge people to go check out Darren Beatty's reporting in this video because everyone will raise their out eyebrows like this doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. And it hasn't made sense from from the from the incipient point at which we're told about it. None of it made sense. And then you watch this video. Uh, it's to see those kids walking near that pipe bomb, no concern on the part of the, the law enforcement officers around. Uh, they want to uh, they want to evacuate officials, but they have no problem with school children being near uh, the, uh, the the purported uh, pipe bomb. We really don't know too much about what was in the pipe bomb because that's sort of the nature of uh, D.C. and and law enforcement, whether it's the uh, Metro Police, the Capitol Police, the uh, Secret Service. We don't get a lot of information, uh, but here we are asking the questions, and they're and and the FBI leadership doesn't have anything to say. Uh, no one is is responding to this remarkable story and all of the questions you, as you said, that are that are there. Uh, I just can't figure out why we've now had two speakers, Republican speakers of the House, who promised to release those videos of the of the Capitol on January sixth, and they still haven't done so. They've promised, and they've let a few uh, out, but but none of any quantity, and none at the at the rate that they should have. Your thoughts about why in the world we can't get our hands on those videos? I know that they are slowly posting them on Rumble. Mm -hmm. um, I think it needs to be done much quicker, and I think that they need to do it on a rolling basis. It's kind of been haphazard how they've released them. Um, but Lou, I, I think there's a bigger problem with how House Republicans have handled this generally, and that is they should have formed their own January 6th select committee mm -hmm. to not only expose all of the truth about January 6th, release all the records, the videos, hold their own hearings, but also to investigate the former January 6th committee, because as we now know, and Representative Barry Loudermilk is the one who's really digging into this, we now know that the January 6th Select Committee has destroyed evidence that it collected, collected on the taxpayer dime, I will remind everyone. We now know that all of the video recordings of 1,000 plus witness depositions are gone. They were not archived or turned over to Republicans as is required. We know that there are a lot of missing written transcripts, including those of Secret Service agents, um, Keep in mind, too, Lou, as we're talking about the Secret Service, there's something really shady happening there. All of the text messages between three dozen Secret Service officials and agents, including the head of the Secret Service, were purged by Joe Biden's Department of Homeland Security at the end of January 2021. All of those text messages before and on January 6th are gone and have never been retrieved. So this just continues to build suspicion about the Secret Service's role 
and what they did, especially with this pipe bomb situation. So we don't have those records. The January 6th Select Committee has buried certain Secret Service interviews at the White House. They say that they're still reviewing them for security purposes. Over a year later, we still don't have them. Yeah. So this is why Republicans, I think, made a mistake not forming their own committee and taking this as public as possible. And you and I, I, I think, will agree on what I'm about to say, which is they've made all sorts of mistakes and mistakes that have cost uh, uh, you know, over a thousand Americans uh, who have been the held hostage by the Marxist Dems and the D.C. Uh, prosecutor's offices and the D.C. Uh, judiciary. Uh, they are now in cells, uh, many of them. Hundreds of them still awaiting trial for uh, for most of those. I, I think that's correct. Uh, we we have to do something, and the Republicans have done nothing. They haven't mounted an energized, animated, passionate uh, appeal on their half and on their behalf, and they have not done anything either inventive or even routine to try to help these. Uh, these hostages and, and it's frustrating as it can possibly be i know that no one covers it better than you but we've got to do something by the way biden white house receives those files from the j6 committee the republicans do not and they just take it it is it is just outrageous uh, what the republicans have uh, if you will just taken because it it really as you know those those prisoners those january 6 prisoners are paying a hell of a price uh, julie we always enjoy Enjoy talking with you. We thank you for being with us and we thank you for everything you're doing. Uh, God bless you and come back soon. I will, Lou. Thanks as always for having me on. Really appreciate it. Thanks everybody for being with us. Join us here tomorrow for the Great America Show. And please join us for Lou Dobbs tonight, each and every weeknight on Rumble, Twitter, and Frank Speech, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being with us. God bless you and may God bless America. <laughs>